Hey friends, it's John Klein III. With me today is returning guest, Walker D. Whirl. Hi, people. And today we're going to review Generation X, Issue 3. And once again, thank you so much, Francisco, for providing the theme song to the podcast. Uh... Have you listened to our other two episodes on the series? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, in case you're joining us, um, issue this is issue three. So issue one and two, we met the team. Um, this is, of course, the Generation X substitute title during the Age of Apocalypse, starring uh, Katja Rasputin, Age of Apocalypse's Shadow Cat, and Peter Rasputin, uh, Colossus. And they are... Uh, um, they're students who are on a rescue mission to rescue uh, Pitor's younger sister, Ileana Rasputin. On the cover is uh, Mondo taking out a goon. And um, the comic would have cost you 195 US and 265 cans. And it is comic book code approved and let's get into it inside front cover is for x-men game masters legacy on sega game gear gear what did i say um and this is stanley presents generation next it only hurts when i sing brought to us by lobdell and bocello which of course is scott lobdell and chris bocello Inks by Buckingham. Uh, letters by Starkings and Comic Craft. Colors by Bilotto and Electric Cran. And edited by Bob Harris. It came out May of 1995. And um, opening splash page is Skin with Jono, uh, who's uh, Chamber. Oh, you've never seen Generation X, or X, right? For the movie from back in the 90s? Nope. Oh, man, I wonder if that's on YouTube. We should try to watch it after this. Okay. It'd probably be YouTube quality, but it probably wasn't much better than what was on. Um, But it has Banshee and uh, Emma Frost. You know her from White Queen from Wolverine and the X-Men. Yes. And um, anyways, on that team is Jubilee. And Chamber Skin, uh, Husk. That's, yeah, I guess you're going to see a lot of the characters from this. Um, and so um, Skin and Chamber are looking inside a uh, into a window. And they recognize they're inside the... Uh, oh, I forgot what... Oh, the core, the Seattle core. And they're on the above ground unit of it. Seattle, my mom, what to do? Oh yeah, you're right. You're, um, my beautiful wife, his wonderful mother, uh, just came back from Seattle, and uh, we just got finished doing our boys' weekend. Yes, which was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Even when I reviewed issue two, I don't think I connected the Seattle reference. Um, on the and so we had double page splash. We are being spoiled with splashes. And um, Splash is what you call one of the whole pages, one piece of artwork. 
And we see a giant creature who's almost as tall as the core itself with um, two heads. Who's like, move along, Flaskins. We've got a mountain to hollow. And the other head's like, what he said. And uh, I believe Skin's the one who's just narrating the story. No, no, yeah, it's Skin. He's saying the head honcho who runs the taco stand of the dam is a guy named Apocalypse. He's been leading humanity around by the nose ring for a few years now. Since deciding mutants beings born with an extra power in their genetic makeup should rule. Sleazy, gut-munching, soulless mutants anyway. The rest of us joined the X-Men. Just so we'd be able to shut down cribs like these geomolecular sweatshops. What can I say? Angelo might not have been Mama's Espanonzo's smartest bambino. He actually has three heads. Oh, yeah. He does have a teeny tiny... And I think the tiny head's the one that's even saying that. Yes. How does... Ugh. I saw it. You did. Um... And so they're narrating. I can't see where they are on the on the core. Oh, I see them. They're a tiny little window next to uh, Jono's speech bubble. And Jono, he talks in this bubble because he's psychic. And when his mutant powers um, manifested, it blew out his chest. So now he only talks with his... And yet he has a girlfriend, so who knows how that works. But it does. And so we see a bunch of guards. We see humans and mutants just slaving away. Um, oh, yeah. So skin there continues narrating. Leastways, I can wake up and stare at my skin distended gray face in the reflection every a.m. Comprende? The mutant guards that surround the core, what do they have to look forward to? And we see... Um, one of the guards noticing a father and daughter in the distance. And he's like, violation, violation. And he like a third eye pops up in his head. And that's who the is on the cover. Every day they torture weak, defenseless humans, terrorize them, dehumanize them. Not so occasionally destroy them. And uh, I guess the violations is inner flat scan fertilizing is strictly forbidden. And... Forbidden. I feel like I should. Because as much as I love you. I know you haven't listened to the other two episodes. But Age of Apocalypse. The whole story is that Xavier's son Legion. Went back in time. Like far back in time. And killed his father. And so this world has never known Charles Xavier. Outside of as a soldier in the Korean War. And so now that Xavier's dead, all the future has changed. And so now we're seeing a snapshot of um, this time, this new timeline. And um, Apocalypse has gone around destroying, like killing mutants who have the ability to change time. What? Wow. I have a question. Yeah. Well, on this page, wow, Nerds got famous. Yeah, yeah, I was going to. Usually I talk about the full page and then I do the ad. But yes, the next page is uh, Nerds and the X-Men teamed up together. And hey, Willy Wonka. Nerds is a Willy Wonka candy. And apparently the boxes were so big you got you could get a uh, trading card out of it. Wow. Oh, I guess it's the back of the box. Which I'm not the biggest fan of nerds, but my wife loves them. Also, Obviously. You like nerds? Yeah. Of when do you ever eat nerds? 
is that thing like the little candy? Yeah, with the little pebbles. Yeah, exactly like this. Yeah, okay, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like a Tic Tac, but they're very tiny. They're yes. like crumbs of a Tic Tac. Yes. Anyways, let's continue this. And so, um, Chamber is and somehow Chamber has a speech bubble, like without the uh, telepathic aura of it. And um, the guard has just destroyed the little girl's mother, or I'm sorry, the girl's father. And she's like, my father was offering me food for our last meal three days ago. So who knows, maybe they feed them once a week, which is ridiculous as they're trying to hollow out a mountain. So, you know, you might want to feed your crew so they, they can work a little harder, but I'm sure they don't care about any of that. And so she screams at him, like, you had no right to take him away from me. And she throws a rock and it hits him in the head with a kick. A kick. It's K-E-K-T. How do you say that? Um, wait, what? How do you pronounce that sound effect? With this? Yeah. Flip. Flip. Okay. This one right here. Oh. Next. Okay. Anyway, so he obviously kills her as well. And then uh, Skin continues narrating, Chica's got spunk. Give her that. I wonder, am I going to be this brave when I die? And East Coast Comics has a full ad here, full page ad, and they're promoting um, their comics work. I'm trying to find X-Men. You know, I guess we want Uncanny X-Men. Issue 266 would cost you $40. I think that's Gambit's first appearance. Everything else from there is cheaper. Though they go from 119 to 140 and all those are $18. But maybe they don't even... Hey, the X-Men and Teen Titans uh, crossover is $10. Heroes for Hope number one is $3. That's a good comic. We should try to review that one day. Um... Anyway, so Jono's even screaming and still in speech bubble. So I don't know if that's a lettering mistake or, uh, um, but now I think about it, yeah, we can see his full mouth. So I don't know how he's getting away with speech bubble. Um, so he's just like screaming, like, you motherless genetic dead ended little. And skin wraps all of his fingers around Jono's mouth and neck several times. Trying to get them to quiet as they um, keep marching around. And then another goon shows up and goes, uh, hey, problem over here? And he's like, no, not, not. Uh. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, no, we're, we haven't seen any humans. That's what we're doing. We're patrolling. And then we see a nerd guard. Um, and like, there's this guards on rail, uh, railings or balconies. And one balcony just starts breaking, and the one guy tries to hold on. He's and he's thinking to himself, like, it's like the balcony's alive, trying to th- throw me. And he grabs it with a sound effect that's grab. And he's like, think I can pull myself up. And Mondo goes, you can't. Can't? Nope. As Mondo has turned into part of the core itself, Mondo's going to be the heavyweight. Um, the the workhorse of the crew. Uh, we get an ad for uh, Fleer, 
not just making Marvel cards, but just like last month they made a reboot, which was a cartoon, like one of the first like CGI cartoons, which I remember watching this being like, this isn't good. And no one ever talks about reboot. Um, elsewhere, and we see um, Husk and Vincente in the form of Quietus. Quietus. Let me flip the pages. Someone's going to say his name pretty soon. Um, it is Quietus. Um, and so he has a secretary. Oh, yeah, because he's like, what's all that commotion? And his secretary's like, who's to say? He's like, as my secretary had, you're to say. It's just she runs to go check on it, which gives um, Husk a chance to talk to uh, Vicente, who she keeps trying to call Vince. And he's like, no, my name is Vicente. Please respect it. And so Husk has the ability to um, tear off her skin, revealing any material underneath her skin. So she wants to be bright like gold like she can rip off her skin and also have new skin made out of gold instead of flesh and vincente has the ability to turn his body into gas so she's made her skin into this guy's skin but to and he's a giant beast of a man and to fill up all that space he turned himself into gas and so that's how they're trying to be giant um such a giant creature and Husk is having a carefree attitude, and he's just like, oh, um, like, you really like all this stuff. And she just wants to get the mission done. And um, since they're alone together, uh, he evaporated outside the... Well, I was going to say Husk, but that's not a great description. And... Um, get to the ad. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't feel like we got to talk about every ad, but yes, Marvel and Kool-Aid are teaming up for, um, send us 12 Kool-Aid points from your favorite flavors of Kool-Aid along with this order form and you can get three free issues of any of these comics, which I legit had these amazing Spider-Man comics. And X-Men Adventures was adapting the, uh, animated series, the 90s one, and, uh, which Disney's gonna continue pretty soon with X-Men 97. No, I say pretty soon, but it's probably like a year away. Um, but yeah, like Daredevil during his metal phase. Um, oh yeah, so also we hear from the loudspeaker that uh, his secretary said, you can't go in there, Mr. Quaitis, sir. There's a... Awesome. Boom, through the room, we get Miss, uh, Sugar Man, who is uh, Quaitis' uh, uh, boss. Sugar Man's a... I don't know. I was always led to believe he was like a big honcho in the Age of Apocalypse, but now no one ever talks about him. I want to say he escaped to the Marvel Universe, but I don't think much came out of him. But he's pretty much a giant head with like hands coming out where his ears should be. And like a dog's like floppy ears, but there's his hands. He might even have two more sets of hands. He's like... Your boss quits as his boss. In fact, I'm in charge of this entire operation. And so he wants to talk to quite quite um Quietus, but uh Quietus's head we see popping out of the shower. He's like, There you are, late night Quietus. He's like, You know me, can't Oh yes, yeah, 
You want to do this dialogue? With this? This one. You know me, Kit. Who's this? This is the bath houses. And apparently he has like a new scent because you know he's trying to husk and Vincente is trying to explain why. Well, I imagine it takes a lot of work to turn into Quietus. And so, like, she quickly got his head back together, and now they're just in the shower. And Sugar Man's like, well, I noticed. Hurry up and dry off, Quietus. Shadow King noticed someone side-surfing our files. And Bob Harris gives a cool editor note, or a convenient editor, like, see Gen X number one. Apocalypse thinks we might be looking at a break-in. And so then we see what's inside the shower, and it's Quietus' head on top of Huska's body, still wearing Quietus' shirt on top. And she's, um, uh, what do you call it in the pool when you stand on someone's shoulder? It's like a chicken fight, but I feel like they don't use the word chicken fight. And Vigicente is um, in a humanoid form with a gun pointing through the shower as if a gun was going to take care of Sugar Man. And uh, Husk is like, that anyone can be crazy enough to actually break into the cord? And Sherman just loses his mind, starts laughing. Like, you slay me, Quietus, breaking into the core. But let's humor Apocalypse and sniff around some anyway. I'll agree. See you on the floor. And then uh, Husk tells... Oh, so Sugar Man leaves the room. And Husk is like, Vicente, you know how Sugar Man's the only man I ever loved? It's like, yes. And whole reason you'll be in the... Bob-tailed redhead for the past year, Paige. Which explains, because I remember in the first issue, I was like, Husk is usually a blonde, so I don't know why she has red hair. But apparently, Chamber has a thing for redheads, so that's why she's had her hair red this whole time. And so she's like, because I'm scared, and Chamber ain't here. And he's like, I'm not very comfortable with... And then all of a sudden, they start making out. But she still has <laughs> Quietus's head on. And so he's making it with, I don't know, it's sort of like that um, scene from the first Venom movie where Venom takes over Michelle Williams' body and starts kissing Eddie. And it's like, well, that's weird because isn't Eddie just kissing Venom then, the symbiote? Like, it's not like a sexy moment between Michelle Williams and her, him. Like, he's literally kissing the symbiote. This is important. Yeah, and then there's another ad for uh, Marvel trying to get you to subscribe to their, um, you know, let's see here. Get your favorite title for $22. Um, order two amazing titles and pay just 21 each. I'm trying to figure out if it's for a year. It has to be a year subscription. Wait, Daddy. Yeah. The X-Men. Do you have all those X-Men? Well, these are just the titles that you could have subscribed to. But at the time, there were um, Cable Excalibur, Generation X, Sabretooth Classics, which I've never heard anyone ever talk about, Uncanny X-Men, Wolverine, X-Factor, X-Force, X-Men, X-Men 2099, X-Men Adventures, X-Men Classics, which was amazing, and X-Men The Early Years, which I believe is John Byrne's series trying to um, fill in the gaps between uh, the reprint era. No, no, no. That was X-Men Hidden Years. Early Years, I'm not familiar with. Um, okay, and then we get back to Skin. 
um, narrating, according to the master plan right about now at the entrance to this place. And Scott, uh oh, I was going to say Scott Liddell's nice. He gives all these characters um, names. So uh, Chamber's talking to, well, now I'm doubting if this is Chamber, but it must be. And uh, Chamber's talking to Monte about um there are times i look at these people in there and i just want to cry especially the kids it's like the pain and suffering is the only thing they ever knew you ever feel bad for them and monte just like takes a huff of his cigarette blows out or cigar and goes nope because he doesn't care right he's he's sleeping well at night and skin continues narrating colossus and shadow cat should be arriving she's got the power to turn tangible allowing them to float in on a breeze him he just got power there was a time when any one of us kids would have allowed followed him right down apocalypse's throat and back now suddenly his whole reason for being is about saving his sister understandable i'm just afraid when push comes to shove it ain't going to be a surprise who does the pushing and who gets shoved which uh katya was just talking last issue about how she's noticing Colossus has changed his whole attitude and all he cares about is getting his sister back who he thought was dead until just at the end of issue one and so she um says what do and there's a great coloring choice here where they're phasing and so they're like very faded and she so what do we do now Peter you want to try a Russian accent wait How do you do it? Uh, it's like, we wait for a signal, Katja. We wait for a single, Katja. We go inside, we come out with Ileana. Oh, and Monte, I guess, continues his answer like, no, I don't feel sorry for nobody but me. Which is weird, because why go back to those characters? Yeah. I have a question about skin. My thumb. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. My thumb is skin. Okay. So below, Lloyd Walker is showing me his thumb that looks like his bath has tore away a little bit of skin, and so he has some new skin coming underneath. Yes. I don't think it's necessary for a podcast. Okay. So before we finally catch up with Ilyana, who's below, and she's like, "May, tell me again about the sunlight." And May, who I just assume is Aunt May, but there's no way, is like, not much <coughs> to say warm like Cliff gone to us forever. Now hush now, Ileana. Work. Work will set, set us free. And we see uh, Ileana's friend Ace from issue one. Um, she's not, doesn't feel very good. And she's going to drop this rock. And when the guards is like, shut up, wave you on lunch hour or something? And she's like, no, sir, I. The Mile High Comics has put an ad in for their line. He's like, yeah, 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 back to work. But he says that, shoving her. And we get a great sound effect of shove. <laughs> and um, and she just gets tossed like she is dead. Except Mondo has ripped himself from the side of the mountain that he's absorbed with and goes... Poor girl, not even strong enough to scream. No need to scream now, girl. Mondo has you. And he catches her. But honestly, that guard just killed a worker. He said, you are mutant 
Oh, no, no. Ace is like, you're a mutant, aren't you? He's like, yes. But you saved me. I thought mutants only killed people. Bad mutants, yes. But Mondo is good. So I think they have Ilyana in there thinking she's a human. A flat scan. Yeah. Um, And they call them flat scans because on a mutant detector powers, mutants powers would be like jigzag. But if you don't have a mutant power, you're just a flat scan. Um... So they must think, because I've noticed a bunch of workers, but I thought the workers were also mutants, but I guess they're all just humans. Wow. And so Skin narrates, okay, so we've gotten as far as subcore Lambda, the select the section we're guessing Ilyana is being kept in, and me and Chamber are still alive. At this rate, we might live through dinner. And so then we see uh, Skin and the guard, or Skin and Chamber, and they're... um. Oh, yeah, see, now here's Chamber of His Powers again, but his mouth is here, so I don't know what's going on. Also, his body. Yeah, well, his body is a chamber, so, yeah, I don't know how this whole thing's working. But they found keys, so now they're going to open the door. Um, oh, yeah, uh, we're getting a two-page ad here for uh, Malibu's Prime versus the Incredible Hulk. Limited edition Ultraverse comic. And all of a sudden, we finally get um, Quitus teaming or right, catching up with uh, Chamber and Skin. So we got some of the team together now. And uh, Quitus is screaming at them to stay in character. Like, and stay there, you low life genetic traitors. I ought to. And you hear it. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. But first, um, above ground. And what do they call this thing? Oh, yeah. And they're Celebro in this world, which is called Know-It-All, which is a female um, identifying computer programs reading. According to my ratings, things do not look good for our side. In the plus column, Mondo would appear to be scant yards away from rescue designate. Ileana Rasputin, although there is still 1.6 miles underground, on the other side of the rainbow, Skin and Chamber and Husk and Vizicente are, I guess cornered would be the best word. Recommendation? The kids could really use a hand there, teacher and teacheress, big time. And Katja turns to her husband and Kalashas and is like, no one else is taking a huge, major risk by contacting us. Maybe we should... Um... No, the stewards understood the risk when they took a this assignment. Our only priority is securing my sister. For the fate of the world, nothing else is important. And then we see that who was interrupting Quaitus is Sugar Man, who's really taking an effort into... um, patrolling the base and here's a good body shot of him where he is a giant head with a body and legs floppy see his arms where ears would be and then he has proper arms and um he has a little goon that follows him around that just repeats what he says and so now sugar man's like yeah take care of him and he gives uh quite 
a big gun to kill Chamber. And quite... Oh, and the Sugar Man's like, Hold up, Quaitus. Why use a gun instead of your mutation? And Quaitus is like, uh-huh. Why waste my power on these two? That's... And then he thinks like that, and I have no idea what power Quaitus even has. And meanwhile, we see back under the ground where Ace and Ilyana and Mondo are together. And um, there's clearly hubbub going around as intruders are found. So people are leaving the work site. And Mondo's like, there, girl's safe now. He's like, I've never been be safe while I'm here, Mondo. Please take me with you, please. And Mondo's confused because he knows the mission. And he notices finally, he's like, it's her, Ilyana. Mondo found her. Girl Mondo has to leave, but Mondo will come back for you. Promise? Mondo promises. And then all of a sudden, Mondo comes charging up to Ilyana. She's like, what, May? And May's just like, you're on your own, child. <laughs> I smell you later. He's like, no, not your own at all. Tugata. And he puts uh, Ilyana into his chest. And May's like, maybe you see the sunlight after all, child. Meanwhile, um, know-it-all reads, Bing and oh, Mondo has secured Ilyana. But the more he uses his transmutation power, the greater the worse he would digest her completely. Translation, time is of essence. And Colossus says, I don't suppose I could get you to stay here. And Catcher responds, for better or worse, remember? You realize you have been and always will be the love of my life. I assumed as much. So you up to one last fastball special intangible style? Which is interesting. Like, does she just, like, has Wolverine and Colossus ever met together in this universe where they would have had a traditional fastball special? And he reads, Um, wait. Is this or this? No, this one. Never the last case? Cat, cat, yeah. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Is this your accent figure you have? Yes, yeah. So Kitty uh, or Katya drops her farmer outfit. I guess he tears his off too. And so, yeah, so now we get a little taste of the Age of Apocalypse um, Shadowcat outfit with the black sleeves and the no shirt. And uh, Mondo, nope. And uh, Skin continues narrating. I can't hear the scream, no, but I can feel it. Just underneath my skin, if you've pardoned the obvious expression. Because his codename Skin. It's like all of us have been together for so long. And I could tell when the backup posse is on the way. Only thing I can't tell is if they'll be on time. And so Sugar Man really wants Quintus to shoot Chamber. To the point where Sugar Man has put a gun to Quintus's head. And so we, it's like a Mexican standoff, but where no one's pointing. So it's like a love triangle where, which I never understood love triangles because it's never like the base points to the other love triangle. It's more like a upside down V. Um, so Sugar Man's threatening Quietus, who's also threatening, who is then threatening Chamber, and Chamber's just not sure what happens. Then we hear a chick clock, bam! Next issue of Visions and Sacrifices. Then we get the X Facts, which is just one page now. March 1995, where have all the heroes gone? And we get the uh, Marvel bullpen. 
And so the wish list. Astonishing X-Men 3, X-Men 3, Generation X 3. The mission to rescue Ariana Rasputin takes a turn for the worse. And if the Sugar Man doesn't kill Chamber and Skin, it looks like Husk may have to do it for them by Scott Lobdell and Chris Bocello. Excalibur 3. Although Nightcrawler and Mystique's precious, precarious journey to the mystic... Mythic paradise known as Avalon has finally come to an end. Danger still lurks behind every swaying palm tree as Damask and Dead Man Wade prepare to make short work of this refuge from apocalypse tyranny by the Warren Ellis and Ken Lashley. Amazing X-Men 3, Factor X3, Gambit and the Externals 3, and X-Universe 1 of 2, which I remember owning. The fate of the Marvel Universe during the Age of Apocalypse is revealed. Thrilled to the adventures of Sue Storm, Ben Grimm, Donald Blake, Tony Stark, and Gwen Stacy is a struggle for the survival against all odds in the Nightmare World by Scott Lobdell, Terry Cavanaugh, and Carlos Pacello. Who, you know, rest in peace, Carlos Pacello. Uh, back cover as for Clarisel. And then the back cover ad itself is... Um, I don't know, some type of fancy new flare um, trading card, the Dawn of the Metal Age, engraved 3D prismatic foil stamped and lamented on every card in every pack. And that, everyone, was Generation X, issue three. We have one more, and then a surprise after that. So, Walker D, um, what do you thought of the issue? It was good. Are you excited for issue four, the grand finale? Yeah. You think they're going to rescue Colossus' sister, Ileana? Maybe. I hope so. Uh, they're putting a lot of work in it. Yeah. Except I'm more excited for the supplies. Yeah, well, you have to listen to the end of next issue, when I next episode, when I reveal, I reveal it. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for um, listening. If you give the podcast a five-star rating and subscribe, it really helps the podcast grow. Um, You can follow the blog at shadowandflamewithmagic.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as JackalSII and Tumblr, if you so dare. Um, Well, if you're going to do anything on Tumblr, if you would do me the favor of writing it on Twitter, and then I will go look at what you wrote on Tumblr. Um, you can follow the blog. Nope. You can follow the podcast on Twitter um, and Instagram as SNFWM. Uh, you can email the show at shadowandflamewithmagic at gmail.com. Um, you can follow Walker D on YouTube as Walker D Whirl. He would love us subscribe. And you got anything you want to say? Um, what's this podcast more? Yeah, we are, we're really appreciating everyone coming back and listening to the episodes. And we will see you next week. All right, everyone. Bye.